This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, and this is the Ageless and Awesome podcast. I'm an age-defying naturopath and clinical nutritionist, and I'm here to bust myths around women's health and aging so that you can be ageless and awesome in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. The Ageless and Awesome podcast is dedicated to helping women through perimenopause and menopause with great health, a positive mindset, and outrageous confidence. Hit subscribe or follow now, and let's get started. Hello, gorgeous one, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast. As uh, promised, this uh, episode this week is going to be on the gut-skin connection, and you know what? When I was researching this for the podcast, I realized that I this is probably three or four episodes, so I'm going to start a skin series. And I know that I've actually done this, I think it was mm, seven or eight months ago, I did a little bit of a skin series. So I'm just going to build on that so that you have a really good understanding, particularly in the context of perimenopause and menopause, what the hell is going on with your skin, because it can be quite the roller coaster. So let's start with just explaining the gut-skin connection. You may have heard about this before. You may have heard about the gut-brain connection. The gut-skin connection is a similar concept in that it is a what we call bidirectional. So it is works both ways. The skin communicates with the gut and the gut communicates with the skin. So this works both ways and it's quite an intimate connection. And really, it's only been really known about it in uh, medical terms for a very short period of time. It's probably only maybe five years, if that, and still the research is really ongoing and and it's very exciting, actually. Um, Essentially, what we know is that gut issues, so Generally, when I'm referring to gut issues, it's things that lead to a low level of inflammation in the gut. So if you're experiencing bloating, 
constipation, diarrhea, pain, if you have medically diagnosed IBS or ulcerative colitis or uh, Crohn's disease, things like that, or you have food intolerances, like any sort of symptoms that are going on in the gut, it's highly likely you've got inflammation going on in the gut. And that is really important to address because it's it's relatively easy actually to address this with the right practitioner. I've actually just come off a uh, connection call with a potential client this morning. And uh, honestly, when I hear some of these stories of someone that's had uh, chronic constipation to the point of having a bowel obstruction, these things shouldn't happen. They just shouldn't happen. There is so much we can do to make sure that gut is healthy and that these things are being addressed way before they get to the point of a gut obstruction. Anyway, uh, what we know is when you have these kind of gut issues with this low level of inflammation, it can lead to skin inflammation. And that can manifest as things like eczema, psoriasis, dermatitis, rosacea, acne, just unexplained rashes, itchiness, things like that. And it's because we have, when we get this gut inflammation, it leads to something called increased intestinal permeability, also known as leaky gut. Now, I don't know about you, but I was always very skeptical of leaky gut when I uh, used to read about it online or whatever. And I think, oh, some, you know, weird thing that's not medically correct because remember my background is in conventional medicine as a registered nurse and also in the pharmaceutical industry and even when I was doing my initial um, uh, nutrition actually nutritionist um, qualifications they were talking about leaky gut I was like oh man this is just a load of rubbish but 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 it is actually a real thing it is now recognized by the medical profession that's why it's got a, a cracking new name, increased intestinal permeability. So I want to talk a little bit about that. So if you look at the, um, the language, intestinal permeability. So permeability is that ability for um, nutrients, water, etc., to go across a membrane. And this is what happens in the, in the intestine. And when you think about it, it totally makes sense. When we eat food and we digest that food, those nutrients get absorbed through the intestinal wall into the bloodstream and they go where they need to go. So little molecules or atoms of um, iron and vitamin D and zinc, etc., go through the intestinal wall. And that's how we absorb our food. It's pretty easy. So we have what we call these tight junctions. This is all very much on a microscopic level. This is not something that a doctor would see on a gastroscope or a colonoscope. It is microscopic. And when you have this low level inflammation in the gut, these tight junctions just open up a little. Again, it's just tiny, but it allows for clumps of molecules Uh, to go through that barrier. And that is not supposed to be in the blood. You're not supposed to have these molecules that are clumps of molecules, maybe even it's theorized that part of the microbiome may even leak into the gut, sorry, leak into the bloodstream. And that is then sets off an immune reaction because, you know, the body is all about survival. And so your immune, uh, 
system will start to build a response to having these foreign kind of materials in the blood. And that's where you can get symptoms. And those symptoms can be things like brain fog. They can be things like skin inflammation, all sorts of symptoms. And so that is um, what we call leaky gut or increased intestinal permeability. Now, what, how this is relevant in menopause and perimenopause is that we know that we get these fluctuations of estrogen. So we get these big surges of estrogen and then we get these real drops in estrogen. And we're on this kind of hormonal roller coaster for up to 10 years before menopause. And what we do know is that when we have those periods of decreased estrogen, that leads can lead to increased intestinal permeability or leaky gut. And this is the thing, is that uh, you can have this uh, leaky gut going on or increased intestinal permeability, and this can impact your skin. And that can lead to, particularly if you have a history of, for example, eczema or psoriasis, um, it can lead to that recurring or becoming a little bit worse. Um, it's also not uncommon for rosacea to happen in perimenopause or postmenopause, again, because of this drop in estrogen. And so, yeah, this is a real issue in women of a certain age. So it's not your imagination. It's not your imagination. Your skin may be getting worse uh, in perimenopause or menopause. And the thing is, there's also the influence of the other things in our environment, in our daily life, that also can cause this increased intestinal permeability, such as stress, such as lack of sleep. And of course, lack of sleep is also related to perimenopause with that drop in progesterone. Uh, if the diet is not so good, then yeah. Yes, that can also lead to this leaky gut. Um, if you're taking certain drugs, in particular non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, so like ibuprofen, like Voltaren, things like that, which again, often we you know can have joint pain when we're getting into this period, and and that joint pain can be exacerbated by being perimenopausal. So you, you may be taking these types of drugs that can <laughs> all impact our our permeability of our, our, our gut. And also alcohol is another one. So, oh man, we've got just the normal factors. And then you've got overlaying this decreased estrogen all can lead to these skin issues. So it is a little bit of um, a problem. And also, there's also uh, things like stomach acid is another one. So low stomach acid and poor digestion have been reported in as many as 90% of acne sufferers. And if you have certain dietary um, preferences, such as more of a plant-based diet, um, vegetarianism or veganism in particular, you can have low stomach acid because the body just adapts. You know, if you don't need that strong level of stomach acid to break down meat, then your body will produce less of it. So it is something to consider is, is your, uh, are your digestive juices, as it were, working effectively? And there are plenty of things we can do to help increase those digestive juices so that you are breaking down your food properly. Are you chewing your food enough? A lot of us are eating at the desk, eating in front of a screen. Uh, 
and maybe just throwing food down because you're in a hurry all of the time, right? So chewing your food thoroughly helps to digest your food because one of the jobs of the chewing process is to break down that food into a more manageable um, kind of form to be digested. So, you know, the stomach does some work here as well. But yeah, the, there is, you know, well, there's a reason we chew our food. We've got teeth um, and we have digestive enzymes actually in our saliva. So it's really important that you're chewing your food. Things like bloating, sometimes just chewing your food, like chewing every mouthful 10 times, maybe even if you're eating with a knife and fork, you know, smelling your food, looking at your food, putting the food in your mouth, then popping your knife and fork down, chewing the food 10 times, and then picking up the knife and fork. This is how slowly we should be eating. So this is really important. And if you have low stomach acid, it can make you more prone to things like SIBO. SIBO is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. As you can see, this is why this skin series is going to turn into quite a big one. So I'm definitely going to devote about three or four episodes to this. But yes, SIBO increases your risk for rosacea by 13 times. 13, one, three, 13 times. And treating SIBO can reverse rosacea. And what we know about SIBO, it's kind of like the tip of the iceberg in terms of how many people have been diagnosed. And even uh, this potential client I was speaking with this morning on a connection call with the chronic constipation, SIBO is one of the big kind of um, factors in chronic constipation. And this particular lady also has a gastric band and that also increases risk of SIBO. So these are some factors. If this is you, then this might be something that needs to be addressed in order to improve your skin. And you may not have even thought about this as a factor. Um, what I'm going to address in a future episode, I'm not going to talk too much about it today, but there is a direct influence of estrogen on the skin via the gut microbiome, separate to what I've just talked about, separate to this leaky gut type of situation. So I will be talking about that a little bit more in depth, uh, in a future episode over the coming weeks. So please stay tuned for that. But yeah, so the main thing I wanted to get across today is that probably the majority of us have a degree and I'm, and I'm including myself, even though I know what I know and I have some expertise in this area. I know because I do have eczema and it is playing up a bit at the moment, to be honest, um, is that there's definitely an element of gut health that needs to be addressed. And I'm lucky I know how to do it. I just need to do it. Um, but yeah. So things you can do, obviously, um, look at what is going on, observe what is going on in your body. What are you noticing? Are you noticing anything with regard to your gut, any bloating, any excessive burping, any excessive bad breath, excessive flatulence, really smelly flatulence, um, constipation, diarrhea, Anything like that means you've probably got something going on in the gut that needs to be corrected. Then notice, is it happening after you eat? Are you bloated when you wake up? Are you noticing any foods that aren't really working for you? And sometimes it's helpful to make a little bit of a food journal just to note down every day what you're eating. And, and you know, I'm not going to lie, this can be quite tedious to do, but if you just do it for maybe four to seven days, 
always including a weekend because we do tend to have different patterns with our eating over the weekend. Um, And that can be very useful to start identifying, hmm, every time I ate eggs, I had excess flatulence or I had bloating. So that can be really useful to try and detect which foods might be influencing you. But generally speaking, it's not so much the food itself, it's the inflammation going on in the gut. But you do need to eliminate foods that are causing symptoms as a first kind of port of call so that the gut can begin to heal. And then there are some specific healing nutrients that uh, your healthcare practitioner can uh, recommend for you to help heal your gut. Um, please don't go straight for probiotics. I've done a recent podcast. It was a Q&A podcast, I think, on that about if you're using the wrong probiotics, that that can actually cause some problems because our natural microbiome is the best microbiome for us to have in our body. So please don't blast it with probiotics thinking you're doing the right thing if you are having a specific gut issue or skin issue or allergy issue or whatever it is, please get professionally assessed before you blast yourself with probiotics. Uh, So I think I'm going to kind of wrap it up. I'm a little bit distracted. My little doggy is wanting to get out the door and I have to take one of my other doggies to the vet right now. So um, the main things I guess I wanted you to understand is that there's a definite impact of perimenopause and menopause on our skin health in terms of inflammatory kind of skin conditions. In a future podcast, I'm also going to talk about things like wrinkles, sagging, loss of collagen, etc., so that I can give you some help and support with those aspects. But obviously it's a really quite a big area and I don't want to tackle it all in just one podcast because it's just not going to do it justice. But for a start, just starting to eliminate the foods that might be um, causing you some issues, some gut symptoms. I also just wanted to add into that hydration. I talked about that last week, sleep and stress management. They would be the main things to get started with, but I'm going to get you some more specific stuff in the next few podcasts on skin. So I hope that you've gotten something out of this episode. If you've got a question, if you think, oh, I wanted to go a little bit more deep into something, please use, if you're on Spotify, use a little button in the show notes to submit a question. And I can uh, address that on Q&A Thursdays, or I can even uh, put it into the upcoming skin podcasts. So please feel free to do that. If you're listening on another app, then you can just DM me on Instagram at Susie Garden Wellness. I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Ageless and Awesome podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure you click the little plus button if you're on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're on Spotify so that you can get each new episode delivered to you every single week. If you like free stuff and who doesn't, then head over to suzygarden.com and grab my eight essential age-defying secrets every woman over 40 should know right now. Or if you'd like to continue the discussion, head over to Instagram and DM me at Wellness. I'd love to connect with you. 